necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. You're listening to Live Tonight with DK. Some people write in diaries. Others take photos they never share. This is my journey. Who will we meet? What adventures will we take? Buckle up. It's showtime. everybody. I am DK. It's a great night to be alive. I'm uh, having trouble with my microphone. There we go. I just can't seem to get at the same, the, the, the right height tonight. Though. Whether too short or I'm too tall or I'm... Producer L is with me, I think. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, how are things going in the uh, technical department? I know we're, be we're streaming on the radio. Smooth. All right, everything's going good. How's, how's things at your end this week? I'm waiting for the damn snowstorm. Oops, sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's out in New York. Yeah, uh, you're, you're going to get hit by. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be getting like 12 to 18 inches, maybe more, uh, Monday into Wednesday. So we'll have to uh, maybe, maybe uh, Al will do some Facebook lives uh, for us on the Facebook group. Keep on. I, I don't. Think, I don't think Al. I have. I have shoveled uh, twice this year, and I live in Canada. And Al's not going to answer me. Okay, um, just the way things go sometimes on the radio, kids. All right, listen. Uh, we got a great show ahead for you. We got uh, two guests on the show tonight, and. Um, I'm going to throw it over to Al, and then let's introduce our first guest. Top of the day, DK. Our first guest tonight is Caderosa Onocaro, Queen of the Paranormal, a world-leading authority on healing and the paranormal, and a super cool motivational speaker and healer. She has been featured in her own comic book and has an interesting connection with the exorcist. She has also written a book called The Ghost and Legends of Merrimack Valley. Time to hear her story. And now, DK, back to you and let the adventure begin. The adventure begin. And I do believe we have our guest on the line. Uh, I'm so nervous about mispronouncing your name. Um, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Yes, I actually can. This is good. Okay, good, good, good. That that works. If we can hear each other, <laughs> things are going to go well. Um, I, I'm nervous about pronouncing your name. Can you pronounce our name? Your name for us. My name is Karosha Ona Kara. Um, basically, it's a Russian on the Polish board, uh, Poland border, and my middle name is Anna or Ona uh, in Lithuanian. Wow. 
So KO is a lot easier than I, all the other things. You're the best. I was just going to ask you that. Okay. I was, I was just going to say, can I call you KO? Just yes, to, please. So look, this is uh, this is going to be cool. So you you are trademarked, literally trademarked, as the queen of the. Yes, panorama. I am. Yeah, you are the. Queen. I am trademarked. It was a it wasn't really a lengthy process. It was an expensive process, but I was um, my friend Gary Somers. He calls himself the king of pop culture. Does a lot of pop culture, very large conventions. Suggested that I. Um, Trademark the name. I've been using it since 2005 when I was doing CC the Huntress uh, paranormal program on broadcast TV up here in New Hampshire. And I figured, well, okay, I, I did that. And now I can sell products under my name and no one can use it. And I've got a comic book with the name now. And, uh, it, it was, it was well worth the, uh, monetary investment. Yeah. Now, how did you, <coughs> I mean, because <coughs> the paranormal is such a, a broad and, 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 and vast field that you decided you, right. were the, you were the queen. Well, I guess we're going to hear these stories tonight. But uh, Well, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people have, you know, uh, thinking I called myself that. Well, uh, I didn't think of it. Uh, I wish I did, but I didn't. It was back in 2005. I was on a radio interview as Cece Carroll because then again, Karosha uh, Ona went way too hard to um, – to pronounce, so we just said CC for short. I had been using that as a nickname for many years. And uh, a gentleman called into the radio station, and he coined me the queen of the paranormal. And it stuck, so I was doing events under that name. And uh, I didn't think anything different. I mean, you got the grandfather of paranormal, John Zappas, the grandmother, which is Rosalind Brown or whatever she calls herself, the mother of the paranormal. And then you have the rock and roll ghost hunter, Keith Age, and you have... Uh, paranormal rock star, uh, Dustin Paris. I really didn't think it was going to cause like a brouhaha if I trademarked it and used it, but uh, it did. It caused a lot of ruffles in a lot of paranormal communities. And, um, and I don't know. I feel, I feel bad for them because what? for me, it was a, it was like a, a like, it's like just a honor. stroke of genius to be able to do that. And, um, so I did. It's an honor. Uh, let, let, let's address that for one quick. The paranormal gets divided really easily, don't they? Excuse me, I can't. I can barely hear. Let me turn the volume up. Uh, Go ahead. I say that the, the paranormal gets divided very easily over over who. Well, I think the par. I, I understand that, and you know, I really think the paranormal should have a quest for excellence, and not so much a quest for fame. Um, two completely different categories. When we educate ourselves and actually read someone's accomplishments and achievements in the field of the paranormal, a lot changes, especially when you have verifiable and provable uh, achievements and accomplishments. Um, a lot of people, and, and not only the paranormal community, but a lot of communities, they don't take the time to actually read someone's uh, information. They go by rumor or speculation or Jesus, she didn't, I didn't, so therefore I'm mad at her. She can't be any good. And I'm thinking, like, if you were so goddamn good, why aren't you standing here in my shoes? Because you're not. <laughs> how, Simple as that. Sorry, this is the way it goes, baby. Now, how did you get started? Was was, was it like personal experiences or or just uh, you know a curiosity of the? How did you get started? <laughs> because you, you've got a real uh, vast experience uh, in the paranormal. Was was it ghost hunting that got you or or? 
Oh, no, no, no. I, I have been doing this. I came from a family of at least seven generations, if not more, of dream interpreters, um, spirit communicators, um, just uh, just a long lineage of women um, in not only in America, but stem back to Europe that had an ability. And so kind of being born into it and thinking everybody was like this. It wasn't just me. I thought everybody was like this. So uh, that's how that all started. So, so you also do dream interpretations as well. Yes. I- oh, we lost her. You still there? Uh-oh. Oh, we lost her. Our first Uh-oh. technical failure. She's dropped off the... Go- there she comes. We lost you there for a second. Okay, am I here? Yeah, you're back. I can hear myself. Yeah, no, we can hear you. Um, okay, cool. So, you know, uh, having a family that was uh, steeped in all of this type of um, intuitiveness, um, you grew up thinking everybody was exactly the way you were until you moved away, being an Army brat, um, moved up to Massachusetts and uh, found out like nobody nobody was like me so <laughs> you, you kind of quell it until you can't anymore and um you know you just have to you have to be yourself and I was always a proponent to doing that and I didn't like to quell it I just said I'm just going to be an independent individual and they have it like me the way I am or not and I went on to a fabulous um I'm not gonna say I started a career then but um looking into and researching the paranormal unknown and I thought that was wonderful, and that's basically how I started in this industry. Let's talk. Um, well, there's so many things I want to address here, but, but look, you, you have a, a connection, a, a certain connection with the Exorcist movie. Yes. How, how did yes, you? Yes, this how, is. Um, oh, go ahead. In? Go ahead, dear. No, no. I'm just. Uh, how did you? What's your connection? We're curious. My connection is I supplied the footage. I worked on it for quite a few years. Um, it is the actual interview footage of Father Gallagher holding the original Bishop's files. These files are extremely rare. They were the original files that consisted of three exorcisms and all of the witness statements. They were page after page after page, along with his televised interview. I was able to take that televised interview and all those witness statements and come up with a cohesive blended product and add events as well um, that, and do what I like to call back-to-back editing. You would have Father Gallagher saying, you unclean spirits. And then you'd see the priest and the exorcist, you unclean spirits. And so I went down through like that and Warner Brothers bought uh, 20 minutes of it. And they put their little Hollywood, you know, transitions and things into my work. And there it is on the director's cut. Lo and behold, on the 40th anniversary of The Exorcist on Blu-ray DVD. So that gives me the right to be able to display the Warner Brothers uh, label and all the connections that go with that. that that's awesome. And, and, and now did... Yeah, it's cool. It's wicked cool. So the, the movie, even though fiction, uh, based on true, true events, uh, 
What did you find? Was, was she really possessed, or or was it something else? What what did you think? Well, it it, it wasn't it wasn't a she to begin with. It was a boy, and in a, a one other one, it was a girl. Then there was another boy. So there's three exorcisms that took place over that time period, and um, I found it to be fairly accurate. Of course, glitzed up in Hollywood. Um, you know, effects and things. Uh, but what we did find, again, like the exorcist and the produ- production of the exorcist where the staging burnt down, one gentleman died, Linda Blair was severely hurt. Um, <clears throat> I had my own set of uh, things that had happened with, um, if, you're, if you're familiar with video editing, um, you have uh, the audio and the video, and it's kind of sealed until you manually, um, you know, with a click of a digital button, you separate it. Well, it was separating on its own, and every time I went to burn uh, something to go take for um, a test marketing product, I would have uh, not a good product because the voice and the audio were completely separated. And it took a long, long time um to get this through uh, the gentleman who owned the tapes, Bob Boyd and Mike Siegel, Bob Boyd was with me during the editing process. And uh, he was sweating almost like a slimy, smelly, I don't know what it was. And I thought he was going to have a heart attack and he felt very ill. And this was all in the process of trying to get this tape, um, the tape onto DVD, you know, for our marketing, our test marketing. It was amazing. So we took the reel to reels and we put them away somewhere uh, special so no one could touch them because uh, a lot of funky things did happen with those tapes. I don't even know if we can explain this, but but how, how, how does a demon come in to be able to do this to somebody in your opinion? Well, the only thing I can think of is possibly the medium that was used, and that was a reel-to-reel tape. Um, that alone, because energy begots energy and all of that, um, I'm, I'm just thinking that possibly the possession didn't want these tapes to be revealed, to have any weight, and I uh, was just going to raise some havoc, in which they did. So we have them put away. And we have been approached to do other programs with them, which we're working on right now. So, so this is an ongoing thing. And now, <coughs> and I've, I asked this before of, of, of other people. Um, mm-hmm. What do you do to prepare yourself so, so these demons and whatnot uh, come in and enter you? How, how do you protect well, yourself? For one thing, in order to be entered, you have to have a crack in your foundation. And I don't have a crack in my foundation. I'm a firm believer in, in my uh, religion, and I don't have any doubt whatsoever. When you cast doubt or when you disbelieve, you have a crack. It's like granite up here in New England. They used to crack granite by uh, putting water in the cracks, and the water would open it up, and these big boulders and big slabs of granite would just open and crack. And that, that's what I feel happens. Another thing is, is possessions, uh, demons devils and the lot um that is so incredibly rare you know going through the bishop's files and taking a look at that and realizing how many witnesses are required to even get a priest to come out to look at you know these devils and demons it's amazing um the devil i I highly doubt he wants anything to do with me and you Uh, he's looking more for like a holocaust 9-11 and um and bombings and, and terrorism and, and things like that. Um, 
as far as uh, demonic forces and entities and possessions, everyone thinks there's a demon running around. Uh, you know, I, I've been called, I guess I can't, even, I can't even count so many times, come over, there's a demon in my home and it's doing this and doing that. And I'm thinking, hey, call the five o'clock news. By the time they get there, you'll have all the witnesses on TV watching your head spin around and the books fly off your shelf. That's how rare it is. But that doesn't mean to make light of it. It does happen, but it is so rare that it does. Yeah. This, this is just a question I have because I'm curious, but, uh, you know, what is, what is the difference between a demon and, and, and say, a, a ghost, <clears throat> a poltergeist, whatever it may be? A demon and a poltergeist. Holy mackerel. I always thought a poltergeist was something that would just start throwing books off his shelf. A demon uh, is a... Uh, was a... Uh, a spirit that was never alive, and <laughs> the, the funny, excuse me, recovery from a cold. The word "demon" itself, back in the 17th century, which is like the 1600s, um, was actually a term used to describe a dead male body. So you'd have a demon was a guy, and a demoness was a girl, and of course the the, the Bible does reference these. Um, uh, demonic forces as well but there was a play on the words years ago and over time they seem to have dropped that and um, now it's more you know demon poltergeist I think one, one and alike um, are probably pretty darn close and it's going to be extremely difficult to be able to tell what you have there just curious I mean and, and again this is coming from uh, someone who's you know, not really on the inside of the, of, of the paranormal. Uh, so, uh, just another quick question before I move on to the to the next thing. Um, the Exorcist. There was like three of them. Right. Were, were the other two movies? Were they just spinoffs, or did they have anything to do with like the research you you were involved with? Oh, I mean, uh, the movie. Yeah, there was. There was wasn't there three movies? Yeah, I believe so. I, I believe those were spinoffs and creations of very creative people um, wanting to do their take on it or their version of it or update it a bit. Yeah, that that's what I feel. And um, so, not necessarily. Uh, so sure. Not not based on the studies of the first one. Um, I think they were more Hollywood than the studies of the first. The, the first was pretty accurate as far as the Bishop's files went. Right. And a lot of people do forget about the Bishop's Files and, and how important they were. And I do wish uh, more paranormal, um, I can't even call them professionals, they don't get paid. Uh, they're amateurs, um, if you want to use a dictionary's terminology. Um, would take a, a better look at the Bishop's Files before, um, you know, running around thinking something's uh, a demon, a devil, or whatever. And then understand, and that, that goes back, I guess, to my question, understanding the difference of what you're actually sure. dealing with. But, uh, okay, let, let's, let's, we, we'll keep moving here because we only have so much time, unfortunately. But tell us how you became a comic book, uh, I guess, star or hero or whatever we might call it. How, how, how did you get in, in into a comic book? Uh, well it's for, uh, for the comic book? Yeah, the, the comic book. Well, I um, I was approached by a comic company 
uh, because of that, it, the character, you know, Queen of the Paranormal, I, you know, I dress a bit funky and I do a lot of diff- different things. And they like the whole concept of doing what I do in real life within the pages of a comic book. So we sat down and the comic book is, is actual uh, things that I have done put into comic form and blended with a, a bit of fiction on the other ends of the other characters. <coughs> Doing that in like a superhero type, type character made me the first person, not man or woman, the first person ever in the history of comic books to actually be a superhero doing what she does in real life between the pages of the comic books. And that's something that will go down in history. And um, I'm happy with that legacy as well for my family. And we work on these scripts with the comic company. And um, it's, it's pretty good, you know, to be able to see your work evolve and take shape, you know, with the writing of the scripts. And uh, I'm with uh, um, Silver Phoenix Comic um Silver Phoenix Entertainment for the comic book there. And it's called, the series I appear in is called The Haunted Tales of Bachelor Grove. And that's an actual real place in Illinois. Now, is this going to go any further? Are you going to go into, like, any movies or, or cartoons? Or is there any work? Uh... Well, you know, we, we, um, we've been talking about animation. And as far as movies, I did, um, I did a cameo role. Uh, in a movie called Toxic Tutu. Now, Toxic Tutu is a is excuse me. <coughs> it's Toxic Adventure. All the casting crew from Toxic Adventure thirty years later is Toxic Tutu. So this is a really big. It's a it's a cult horror classic. That's what Toxic Adventure was. That's what Toxic Tutu is right now. And I was the first paranormal person ever to play herself in a, ca- a, ca- um, a cameo role, but not just a, a, an ordinary cameo role. It was a pivotal role, a major role in a major motion picture. That was filmed a, a few years back. I'm also right now filming. <laughs> I'm filming with Al Pacino and, uh, and Jennifer Lopez and Andy Garcia in a movie called uh, Havana Run, which is really cool. And then I just got off at a part in a movie called... Um, Oh, this is pretty good. I should know this. The, the Book of Revelations. And that's oh. going to be a four-part movie. And, um, of course, I just finished uh, a called AWOL 88. That was a cool, nifty thing. And and the movie's going on. So I, I've been um, in several movies, but now I'm more like an A-lister movie. So that's cool. Well, listen, when you're with Al Pacino, that's, that's, I'd say that's pretty cool. That's right up there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I enjoyed that. He's a nice guy. And, uh, yeah, that's fun. And that's cool progressing in your career and, and like that. And I do it uh, with my own name. And people are very enchanted when it comes to the paranormal and learning, not just the ghost hunting aspect or the demon or anything like that. They're very riveted on the healing aspects that I do and the work that I do in healing. Um, they find it fascinating. I also have a, a part in an HBO series coming up. Uh, it's the real-life story of Ronnie the Rockwell Corner, and he is um, a notorious uh, famous mobster, just got out of jail. It's, uh, it's his life and story, and I've got a, a major role in that as well. So that's cool, and um, we'll be filming that within about 10 months. 
What 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 is your what is your yeah. what is your work in the uh, in healing? What, what what what's that portion of what you do? Um, <laughs> is that is uh, well, I've been a Reiki master now for over fifteen years, and I have a license, a physician's license in Corona Reiki. It's a different application. I'm a very good student of the Chai um, Force um, Energy Force, and also Elemental Energy Force, and I take. Um, a little bit of each of all of that, and I try to filter the energy of the universe through me, through my hands, so I can place my hands, or I can do it remotely, or I can um, do it over the phone, and heal people. If people go to my website, queenoftheparanormal.com, and go on the healing page, you'll see some outstanding healings. These are real. These are documented and 100% provable. Uh, there's a gentleman there that I, uh, his name is Richard Griffin Jr. He's six years in a wheelchair and now he's standing. And he, he attributes it all to the healing that I got a Comic Con. He could feel it immediately go through his legs. And I look at it this way it's a blend of what I do is a blend of science and a blend of, of just a leap of faith. Because in science, when, when you have um, nerve-ending problems that lead to paralysis or you to not walk and be in a wheelchair, um, they often treat you with electrical impulses. We have electricity right in our hands, and if you can control that and place it onto somebody, you might be able to stimulate a nerve-ending growth and different things um, to uh, heal and, and to heal faster. And that is my belief, and I've seen it. Um, I can't, well, my website's full of them, and I have even a ton more I haven't even put on the website that I do. And all of my healings, um, unlike others, are 100% free. Um, that's been a gift from God to me to share to others. So, so I never turn anyone away when it comes to healing. I have healings from all over the world in all different languages, and I'm right there to help everybody. And, and <clears throat> Lord, Lord knows we all need to be healed uh, sometimes. That that's cool. So the, the one guy you were telling us about here, he met you at a Comic Con event, which is you know not. Yes, he did. He met me at a Comic Con. It was Rhode Island Comic Con a few years ago, and um, we asked, we filmed him because we're doing a show, um, a different type of program on healing, uh, which will be out in a couple of months. But we're still in the process of uh, filming, filming people that I have healed, and then going back and. And seeing their progress like a year later or, or whatever. So we were in that process of refilming him at a Comic Con. And um, yeah, it's amazing to see him stand alone. I mean, it is truly amazing, you know, that, and, and knowing that you were a part of that. Uh, yeah, that that that's awesome. I mean, and and to think that you're not doing that for any money. I mean, you've got a lot of other things on your plate, obviously, but. Uh, that, that, that's awesome that, that you're doing that, uh, you know, for free. All right, here's where I want to go now. Um, Ghosts and the Legends of Merrimack Valley. Folks, I'm I'm lucky enough. I'm going to hold up a copy here for you. I have a um, an autographed copy, actually, and I, um, I got to read the book. It's a really, really cool book, and we're going to give away a couple tonight. Um, tell us about the book. What, what, how did this come about? Well, I wrote the book under the name of C.C. Carroll because at the time I was doing this uh, broadcast um, show. So it was live paranormal. Um, 
without, uh, you know, editing or shaking the camera or funky music. I mean, it was like right in your face live as it was happening type stuff. And I was one of the first people asked uh, through um, for the Haunted America series for this book for a history press. And they, they wrote to me and they liked the way I, I wrote history because my shows were steeped in history when I did them for television. And so it was a simple jump to be able to write a book steeped in history and then have, um, you know, a paranormal undertone, let's say. And so uh, I started with the book with my kids and my family, and we started with the history. And, you know, it's the funny thing about this is there was a teacher that bought my book, and then she bought it for not her class, but other classes at a, at a high school in New Hampshire. And so they used that as part of the history because there were things in there that they just didn't teach, you know, um, in, in their history. This was some really cool stuff that maybe kids should know, they said. So that's how that all got started. It's nifty because you can go to all these places. It's not like a book, let, you know, you read an investigative book, like, oh, I can't tell you where I was. And I'm thinking I could have wrote that in my living room. These are places you can actually go to and exchange commerce and know the legends and hopefully, who knows, feel the energy of the spirit world while you're there. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, this is a, a fun book to read I, and, and, and very interesting because, um, like you said, a lot of time we don't place paranormal and history hand in hand. But, you know, I, I, I got along and then we got to the chapter, <laughs> witches. They weren't just in Salem. No, they were in Andover, Massachusetts, and North Andover. And I know that Salem um, went to tourism depart- the tourism way, and good for them. I mean, they got a lot of money, but a lot of those graveyards still exist, and they're in Andover and North Andover, Massachusetts. It's wicked cool to go to them. Now, where, where did the witches come from? Where, 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 where Did they come, like, I don't want to say the Mayflower, but you know what I mean? Like, did, did, did they come over from the old country? Like, where did the witches come from? Were they natives or were they? Well, to tell you the truth, with a lot of the reading and a lot of the research I did, I really, really believe uh, it was ergot poisoning where the mold on the bread, um, it was just all bad. What it did is it created a hallucinogenic effect in a lot of people. So the brains weren't functioning. So these, these people that were so-called witches, were just people in the community that maybe somebody didn't like. Somebody could have been high on herbal poisoning, and um, maybe they wanted their land or their husband or who knows what, but it, it became quite a hysteria. And um, I do believe it all started with the, uh, with the mold on the bread because they harvested uh, the grains. Um, it was a very moist season, so a lot of mold grew on on the breast. And, and if you, when you're reading history, you can see it was just it was just that one year like that. So I would have to go back to the phenomena of the witches just came from lack of education. That mold of that nature could create a hallucinogenic effect and make you very ill and not thinking properly. And that, and to me, that's fascinating. Because, you know, yeah. people yeah. either, people, and, 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 and I'm not negating, you know, uh, witchcraft or, 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 you know, whatever, but that is a, that is a cool theory that people were, like you said, wasted 
And, and well, that could very well have been and not even known it. See, that's the whole scary thing about it. And so for their explanation, because of their rudimentary educations and and whatnot, all they knew was, Jesus, it's got to be spiritual. It's got to be a bad spiritual thing. So therefore, the closest thing they could equate it to would probably be witchcraft. And that's what they did. Very, very cool. And then you even go on to write. And, and listen, I don't want to give away too much because we're, you're either, folks, you're either going to win in a little bit or you're going to, have to go and buy one. And, and trust me, this is, I read a lot of books and, and this, this, this was a fun one. I, I, I didn't put this one down, but I also, this was like one that when you go to bed, uh, and, and the wife is watching boring TV shows, uh, just joking. But, um, the Underground Railroad. Who would have thought of, of, you know? Yes, we have the Underground Railroad, and in fact, um, the Underground, the Underground Railroad. I actually did a show on that too, where we uh, did it during the daytime when there was probably more strife than it was at night. At least at night they were moving about and this and that, and during the day they were crammed into these extremely small, small spaces. I was able to locate one of the spaces under home, uh, along with a. a really big well uh, that reached, I think it was like 80 foot drop down to a river. Um, it was amazing, amazing. Because um, see, where I am in Canada, why I, I find that fascinating too is I'm in Canada, I'm right across the river from uh, Detroit. So we okay. were we were a prime entry point. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Uncle Tom's cabin is two hours away from my house. But again, you get into the, the history, you get into the ghosts, it's so cool. And there, oh, must yeah. have been, there must have been some bitter lost souls during that time. And I, again, I'm not negating anything, but that, that there must have been. Well, you know what? I, I think that um, everybody can feel happiness and joy. Everybody can feel sadness. It doesn't matter what religion or color you are. But these are human emotions. So, yeah, I'm sure people felt bitterness. And again, you know, jealousy of other women or men. And so, of course, you know, you got the witchcraft trials trying to take everything. And what stopped it all was one of the um, officials, uh, when he came back from, from doing other things out of um, the area, he came back and they had his wife in jail. It was like, okay, this ends now. You know, so uh, it was okay when it wasn't his wife. But the minute it turned on him, Really, really quick, uh, again, I'm sorry, but we're, we're getting close on time here, but you mentioned jealousy a few times. Is What causes, in your opinion, and I'm just asking for your opinion, because again, I'm, I'm just asking out of curiosity's sake, um, and again, naive, sure. but what causes a spirit, I guess, not to cross, uh, whether it be heaven or, or whatever we believe in, uh, is it is it, is it jealousy? Is there something uns- left undone in this world? What what causes it? Well, you, you know, I I have a French perspective on the paranormal, and what I feel, and I've is that the spirit will. Yes, you may want to try to cross it over to go to heaven or whatever your belief system says, but you know yourself when you're in need and you pray. Like, oh, you're praying. I call on my babcha, which is the grandmother in Polish, and I, I call for my babcha to come to me. And then I can dream about her, and, and I can hear her talk to me. And so I already know she's crossed over, but then, then she comes back to me when, when needed. 
when you go to church, same thing. So a lot of spirits, um, they might need a little help. They don't know they're dead. And you got to kind of, you know, break it to them gently and, and send them on their way. That doesn't mean they don't want to come back. Dude. Some spirits like to come back, and the energy of life is fantastic. But you, you got to be receptive to it, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not receptive... Like again, I, I'm kind of a skeptic, so so I, I mean, but the more people I talk to, the more I, you know, I'm opening my mind to some of these things, and I'm hearing creaks and weird things. But um, you have to be receptive for these spirits to cross; they just can't come at you. I don't think so. I think that's a lot of television and a lot of Hollywood and a lot of things that don't make sense, and also fears of childhood beliefs. Um, of being afraid of the dark, uh, oh, the boogeyman is going to get you, and and you grow up thinking all oh, this crazy stuff, and then then you're like you know uh, forty years old, and you hear a creak in the next room, and you're jumping like crazy. Um, that's because your mind just went back to when you were forty years old, and all those creepy things happened. Um, I'm a skeptic as well. In fact, that's how I go into the paranormal. I'm a very skeptic based, and if I can't see it, it doesn't come out and touch me. Uh, it is. I can't smell it. It's just not there. I don't believe in cranking up that microphone. I don't believe in um, all these extra expensive tools that are hypersensitive. I think that's great for you know the, their uh, an economy, but um, you can feel the spirit world with just your hands. Energy is energy. You can feel energy that passes over you, and that's what I, I like to teach. Like you can feel it. You can feel the power of it. And I haven't had one person that I have actually worked with, whether it's a Comic-Con or an event or a private session, that has not felt the energy uh, that I teach them how to feel. So, um, And I am a skeptic. So that, that's, a, that's a good track record. That's, that's cool. Because as a skeptic, I would rather follow a skeptic then somebody who's trying to, like you said, these devices, they're, they're, they're I, 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 again, I've, I've talked to so many people over the years, they, they got these AM radios that they're, you know, and we're trying to hear things, and look, uh, that person just, I, I don't buy any of that. Right, I, I don't either. Um, like I said, a lot of the equipment is hypersensitive, and it goes off for hearing aids, cell phones that are actually turned off. Um, you have a meter down the street, impulse wiring, a dishwasher is going to go off. Um, if you buy middle of the road, like a 30 buck item, that kind of weed out all those hypersensitive interactions. And what people don't realize, and I try to school them on, is that our environment is filled with energy patterns that ebb and flow on a constant, steady basis, 24 hours a day. So you have your hypersensitive equipment, and you might hit an energy glitch, and now the thing's going off. That doesn't mean you have a ghost. Oh, I know. By no, by no uh, means of that. So that just means that you just hit an energy tie. It just kind of like went up. And um, that's all you've got. Now, if you can get your equipment to move on command, that means you might have tapped into an intellect with that energy there. And that's the only time I will say, oh, okay, now we have something here. And uh, if it's just going off willy-nilly, we do have a scientific reason as to why it would be. And that's why investigators have to really educate themselves to our environment and the factors in our environment that will cause our um, things to go off. Um, I'm I'm very practical and common sense when it comes to um, looking for uh, energy. 
from the past, and that's how I approach it, like a skeptic. Awesome. Uh, K.O., oh, I hate to do this to you. Uh, the producer is pointing at me and saying, uh, look at the clock. Oh, okay. Look at the clock, he's saying. Uh, but listen, um, she is the queen of the paranormal, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the, the name of the book is Ghosts and Legends of Merrimack Valley, and, and, and we'll contact you with winners. Uh, we're going to tell them a little bit later how they can uh, how they can enter to get a copy of this great book. Sure. It's, it's also it's also got great pictures in it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Thank you. Where else can we find you? What's going on? Well, you can go to queenoftheparanormal.com. That's a good one. And from there, you can get into all the social media sites. Yes, you, you've got a lot. By the way, you have a lot of followers on Twitter. I really admire that. Yes, I do. <laughs> they, they Actually, they fly in from like, all over the place to the, the conventions I go to. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. I don't do the paranormal conventions because it's like singing to the choir and you never get out of the church. So I like to just sing to the world and I just go to a more uh, broader public. Well, once again, uh, we want to thank you for joining us. Um, been a great interview. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, for you, me. thank you very much. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the book and, and, and you've enlightened me and I hope all of our listeners uh on this great adventure well, of, so. of some things on the paranormal. A very fresh take. Thank you. Oh, thank you, too, dear. You have a good evening. And we hope to talk to you very soon. I hope so. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. There you have it, Al. The queen of the paranormal. Well, she knew what she was talking about. That's why I was shaking my head. I'm like, yeah, she nailed every single thing that, that paranormal uh, experiences happen. I I, I, I I like that because you know me. Al, I, I know you do the ghost hunting and all that rigmarole stuff. Mm-hmm. I, you know me as a skeptic. Yeah. I mean, but my eyes are my eyes are opening as we go along. But but I like that approach. I, I approach this as a skeptic, so, which is exactly the way. That's how you have that to I'm do it. That's how you have to always question it. Like she said, that the devices go off. And because of EMFs, uh, TVs, lights, anything, it will go off. Well, the device, you know, with that, you know, what she says, you have to, if you can actually communicate um, with the device, like there's a certain device, it's either Ovilus or, or a K2 meter. And if you say, can you make this go up higher? And it goes higher, then you're actually having a conversation with something intelligent, right? And, and I, I'm also believing, um, and, and this is a hard part for me. Um, you've got to have an open mind. Well, you, you've got to you, you've you got to be like, receptive. You, you've got to look at it like this: if you believe in God, you have to have to believe in other things, right? If you're going to believe in God, you got to pray or whatever. You know, you got to follow whatever right. your religion is. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. I see where you're coming. I still, but we ran out of time. I just want to know why we never see ghosts in the daytime. Oh, you can see ghosts Although, in the daytime. Listen, I've, I, I I've, I, well, I've actually, there's, um, up for my team, there's actually a picture of something in the daytime. You could see them. Um, they, they, it's almost like you catch them at a corner of your eye, but if you can catch them right the right way, you can see something. And listen, my 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 son, my boy. I have a twelve year old son, and uh, him and I are convinced now 
that the house is haunted. So we, we don't know if it's because, you know, the wind's blowing or, you know, DK's bringing in ghosts or what's happening. But uh, no, Well, let me ask you, has anything moved or anything or doors that move. you've actually saw? You know, doors, doors move because of the wind. Right. And if they, you have to debunk that first. But Anyway, we got to take a commercial break. Uh, yes. And then we've got another excellent guest uh, scheduled to join us um, up on this, the screen. Uh, by the way, folks, uh, we are uh, live tonight with DK. Uh, now when I think our fifth show, we, I can't believe it's five shows. I thought it was our fourth. Wait, I don't know if it's our fifth or fourth. Fourth or fifth, but, I mean, we've been going almost a month at this, and we've had some... Yeah, so that, I don't know. it's between the fourth or fifth show, but... To, to me, each guest seems to get... Better than the last, even though I don't want to say. Yeah, you know. I know. Uh, you know, I'm like, wow. Anyway, yeah. The, the the name of the book, folks, and we'll tell you how to win it at the uh, the end of the show. Let me hold it up here. Um, is Ghosts and Legends? I never seem to hold it up right. Ghosts and Legends yeah. of Merrimack Valley goes nice. on to say that some visitors never leave. And and as I was reading it's this. True. And as I, as, as I was reading this, again, for the skeptics, um, what's really cool about it is if, if you go around and you travel, and, 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 and we like to do this, and learn about history and, and, and old old schoolhouses or whatever you're looking at, old jails, who knows where you're going. But even the even sometimes the story, it's like believing in Santa Claus at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but a great book, folks. You're going to have a chance to win it tonight. Uh, we're giving away two copies. Uh, Ghosts and Legends. It's actually in a series of books, DK, that actually my team leader actually wrote one of the books, too. That's like awesome. That. Okay, that's cool. So, but <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, up next, we have uh, Julie Lewin going to be joining us. But first, we need to take a break because we need to, you know, breathe deep and, and get ourselves organized here. But uh, always, you never know what's going to appear here on Live Tonight with DK. Uh, A to Z. Al and I have some great stuff coming up that we're going to talk about at the end of the show that we are extremely excited about. Oh, yes. Yes. We're we're, we're (laughs) jumping out of our skin. We're so excited. Um, Yes. Folks, uh, Live Tonight with DK every Sunday night right here on the Hazy Radio Network. Uh, simulcasting over there on doublekradio.com and cavecrewradio.com, our friends. Thank you very much. And 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 Al and I are doing this experiment lately, and I guess we're going to keep doing it. We're on Facebook Live. Yes, you get yes to see we are. Our, you get to see our, 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 our faces that are made for radio. <laughs> That's kind of scary. I know. No, it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> if you don't want to watch us, just listen. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Hazy Radio Network, hazyradio.com.
Dave Crew Radio, live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, only on CaveCrewRadio.com. Don't forget to check out the live YouTube feed, also available on demand on iTunes and Stitcher, wherever good podcasts are found. Cave Crew Radio at CaveCrewRadio.com. you picked out tonight now well thank you very much great songs um i'm having a great time i so look forward to sunday nights i learned so much so do i man i learned so much ladies and gentlemen um all right so we're gonna move along uh next guest i'm gonna throw it over to you al please Lewin. She is a medical intuitive and author of the book Enrique Vibration, teaching us to heal from within. Julia Lewin is a world-renowned medical intuitive, teacher, speaker, author, TV and radio personnel, and founder of Enrique, and passionate about helping people live their true potential physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And now over to you, DK. Let the adventure begin. Let the adventure begin. And uh, I do believe we have on the line, and I, I, I just have to say, uh, our guests probably won't understand this, but thank God it's a name I can pronounce. Uh, Julie Lewin, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's it's great to have you. I, I had this really, I'll have to email you the name because I'm not even going to begin I had to use initials with my last guest. I, I couldn't even, uh, I, I couldn't even pronounce it. It was like Polish, Russian, Ukrainian, or something. How are you tonight? Really well, thank you. Are, are you anywhere near these these snowstorms coming in? I live in Australia. Oh my gosh! This is so in cool. Queen- <laughs> Okay, I'm going to sidetrack, and, and uh, you've got to forgive me because I have a habit of doing this, but I have, um, I'm actually watching a friend's uh, dog, 
right now, and 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 his name is Rob. He's not listening because he's somewhere in the Carolinas vacationing. But uh, uh, I'm watching his dog for him, and him and his wife, a very good friend of ours, um, met online, and he is from Australia, and it's and, and he's like oh. he's like. I, I, I just love to talk to him. I just love the accent. I, I, uh, I think it's so cool. Welcome, yeah, welcome we, to... think, we think your accents are cool as well. Awesome. Well, you know, I'm from Canada, and, and Al, say hello, Al. Hello. Al's got the... Hey, Al. He's got the worst accent. He's, he's, he says he's yeah, from I'm New from York. Yeah, I'm from New York. But he's got this Jawsy, <laughs> he's got this Jawsy kind of... Slander that, uh, so you're that is so cool from Australia. So, uh, is it summer there still? Because it's it like we're opposite, is, yes. And um, huge thunderstorm about 3 a.m. this morning, so it's very overcast and and humid, probably a bit Miami ish uh, weather. What time is it there? It is five to midday. So about noon. Okay. So I haven't even gone to bed yet. Okay. That is so um, and we're, we're the next day. So it's Monday here. Well, happy Monday. Thank you. <laughs> the, the wonder of the internet. I, I'll never, the, the, the internet will never cease to amaze me. I, it's the greatest gift radio has ever gotten. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. So what do you do down there? Where are you from in Australia and where do you come from? Okay, I I live in a little country town west of Brisbane in Queensland. Brisbane's the capital city of that state on the east coast of Australia. And we ran away from home seven years ago and left our children in the city. And we now have a third of an acre with chickens and veggies and uh, we look out over the mountains and the trees. It's really beautiful. And I mostly work from home and work with people all around the world, doing my medical intuitive scans and helping people with their health. And uh, last year I published my work, which took me, I've been doing this work for, oh gosh, 32 years and I published my book, and I know it's a really hard word to to say, and it's Arakira. Okay, yeah. Where, so, does, where does that where does that come from? Before before you tell me about the book, though, we, we got to talk about yeah. your, we, we we got to talk about your adventure for a sec here. Um, yeah. So you left the kids in the city. Are they still allowed to come visit? They do. They okay. but they only come. Yeah. Once or twice a year. Yeah. Is, we is, go down and we visit them more often. Um, yeah, they can come visit. We yeah. love that. So, 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 but, you know, they, they were 24 and 26. Wasn't it time for them to leave home? Yeah, yeah. Except, well, my boy's 12 and I'm ready for him to move out, but uh, I'm not allowed legally. <laughs> I don't think legally I can do it young. at this point, but no, I, I, I've just I've never heard it put that way. I think that's really cool that we ran away from the kids. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? Sorry. I can I can seriously see myself doing that, but uh, I'm kidding. I love my son to death, but uh, yeah. Um, so what what kind of you're in the mountains? So you, you, you're like 
what kind of animals and what kind of veggies you got going? I mean, uh, oh, I'm so interested in Australia so, too. I want to get into the book. Well, we but, have uh, lots of fruit trees. We yeah. have um, locusts and mandarin and orange and lemons and mulberries. Um, what else? We have Tahitian lime. We have blood orange. So we've got two orange trees. We have an enormous rosemary bush, which is about one and a half yards by one and a half yards. And how fragrant, have, how, how fragrant is rosemary? That That's so... It is really beautiful. Yeah. And you know, if you rub your hand along it and smell the, the oil from the rosemary, it's supposed to make your memory better. Really? See, I learn, yeah. I learn things every minute. The show. You so do. I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some rosemary because I'm not that young anymore myself. So I'm gonna start like rubbing rosemary before bed. I think because I don't I don't want to forget all these great stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do now, need rosemary. Do, do do you keep animals? So do do, do you keep animals? We have this, chickens. You have chickens. Yeah, you, we have hens. You don't kill and, them though, right? And we hatched eleven babies about three months ago. So cool. Now, here, here's, a, here's a cool thing, guys. Do you name them? The, 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 the 11 babies. So, you know, when we first okay moved out here, we did name them. But the fox got in and and destroyed them all. So after having the foxes in about three times, we decided not to name them anymore. Because it hurts, yeah. Cause I, I'm telling yeah. you, I, I, I see a bird in my backyard. I, I, my wife thinks I'm crazy. I, uh, I, I, I love all animals, and, and I name them. I name them all. But That's I, good. I, I can see you're, you don't want to get attached to them, right? So, so do they lay eggs? You, you, you don't eat them then. You just absolutely. Kinda... No, we don't eat the chickens. Uh, we eat the eggs. So yeah, we get. We've got um, seven chickens that are laying so we get maybe four to five eggs a day so we share them around with our family and um no we don't eat the chickens and and, and here's the other question al do you do you ever give any to the kids because you left them high and dry <laughs> do we, we do we the do give the, chickens, eggs. the eggs I mean, to the kids poor kids i feel so bad for them um <laughs> No, that, that, that's okay. They're all right. <laughs> so you have foxes. We have foxes here. We have like, but are those, there, are there those dingo dogs and kangaroos? I, I'm just curious. That's why I'm asking. I'm, uh. Yeah, we do have dingoes and we have wild dogs and they get in, they kill the sheep and they, um, you know, they make a real mess. So the farmers don't like the dingoes and the dog, the wild dogs. And we have kangaroos, you know, just down the road. That's so cool. One kilometre or one, one mile, yes, yeah. Now, look, I'm going to get it serious. Is. I, I This is the problem with me is I get sidetracked, I get fascinated, and I want to – well, I want to know more about you than the That's book. Okay. But when's the last time you put a shrimp on the barbie? <laughs> well, we don't call them shrimps. We oh. call them prawns. Prawns, okay. Prawns on the barbie. So – Throw another prawn on the barbie. Yes. Our tradition is that we have prawns for Christmas. Oh, cool. So yeah. I think Instead most Aussies like to have prawns for Christmas. Instead of turkey or ham or 
Yes. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, so all kidding aside, thank you. Thank you for being a good sport. I, 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 I just honestly, when, sure. when, when people come talk to me, I, I, I like to know more about you than just the book I'm reading, but you yeah, sent, you, you sent me a, a copy. Well, more than one copy. So I have, I have some copies to give away, but, um, a really cool book. At first, I was like, oh, "I'm not sure." I'm gonna, but but I started reading it, and and, and it's really cool. It's really interesting. But the question you ask is: is is a medical uh, intuitive session for you? How do we determine that? You know what? Most of the people that come to me, they feel like they've explored every other avenue. And they feel like they're not getting the help from the medical world. And often they feel like they're not getting the help from the the alternative medicine world either. And so if people are willing to explore the option that <clears throat> it's actually our emotions that create the disease and discomfort in our body, they're the people that I work with. Because they know that somehow they're doing something that's making them feel unwell. And um, you can transform your pain body really fast. And if, like, I had a man, he met me at a conference and I had a speaking spot there. And I was saying how your body talks to you, it, it has its own language and it tells you where your thoughts and emotions are. Uh, he came up to me afterwards and he said, oh, I've had this sore left shoulder for 10 years. What, what am I doing? How can I get rid of that? And I said to him, well, you're just taking responsibility for other people's stuff. He said, oh, really? I said, well, you have to ask yourself that question. And he said, you know what? I think I know what it is. And so I just got him to put his other hand on the, the left shoulder and said to him, just say out loud, I don't have to do that anymore. He did that, I don't know, three or four times until I believed him. And he went, oh, he said, I could feel that come down my arm and out my hand and uh, a bit paranormalish. And um, he wrote to me two days later and he said, you know, I had that for 10 years. It went in that moment and it hasn't returned. So, you know, if we can work with the emotions, anything's possible with healing. It, it's funny that you're talking about healing now because our, our last guest uh, was the queen of the paranormal. And she kept talking to us about energy. And, and you're talking about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Where does the energy yeah. does the does the energy come from the earth? Does the energy come from within? What what, what kind of energy are are we are we talking about? Okay, that's that's a great question. I believe that everything is energy vibrating at different velocities. I suppose. Um, I also believe that when like we talk about the soul and our I call it our essence. And that has a vibration that matches with our into our physical body, and everything's just moving. Like if you look under a, a have you ever had your live blood analysed under a microscope? It's all moving. Like there's nothing that is solid in there. It's all moving. So, 
I just figure, well, with my mind, I'm going to influence that. And that's where quantum physics is going now. And I actually had a client come and stay while she came on retreat. And she just kind of in a throwaway line said, oh, yes, and I've got a degree. And then she didn't talk any more about that. So a couple of days into the retreat, I said, so what's your degree about? And she said, oh, microbiology. And I said, so that's really interesting. What did you do? And she said, we worked with the DNA of salmon. And there was 10 of us all working on the same experiment. But I believe, this is her saying, I believe, that emotions influence those experiments. She said down one end of the scale, we had a girl who none of her experiments worked. And up the other end of the scale, we had a guy and 100% of his experiments worked. And then there was a variation in between. He believed that his experiments would work and she believed that they wouldn't work. And so the DNA of the salmon was being impacted. So I found that very interesting and I use that knowledge to work on my own DNA and help people work on their DNA through the, the mind. And I, I think that thoughts are energy, just like you, we're doing this radio and it's live, so there's a radio wave beaming out around the world and people can tune in. Our thoughts are like those radio waves. And if you tune your being waves you can actually hear other people's thoughts and, and, and what's and going al- on al- in al- that, al- that other read their the level almost read Sorry? their minds and, well, I'm, I'm just I'm thinking to myself you're reading their minds you're feeling their energy you, you can maybe you can see things they're not seeing about themselves yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and so I've practiced that for the last 32 years anyone can practice how to do that. It's funny because there's an old saying, right? I can't remember who wrote it. I think it was, uh, it was uh, Carnegie or Napoleon Hill or something. But whatever the mind can believe, it can achieve. Mm-hmm. And, and that's actually what that's you're out yeah. So what, what is your background though? Do you have, do you have a medical background or, 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 or this just, you just started research? How, how, do you know, how did you I, come about this? As a child, I always wanted to be a nurse. So that was my intention. And then when I was 17, I didn't do that. I became a secretary. So for my career, I have been, you know, personal assistant to CEOs, um, barristers, the partners in law firms. The I reached the height of my career as a personal assistant. But running alongside of that, I was always curious about the the human body and what we do to influence what happens in our body. So I kind of ran two careers all, uh, at the same time. And then about 10 years ago, I decided that I would just do the medical intuition. And in the last five years, that's all I've done. But so technically, I, you, you, have yeah. no, you have no medical degree. 
No, no, no medical degree. I've got a bachelor in metaphysical humanistic science, which is one of those alternate degree things. Um, but I'm not a medical person, but I've been very unwell myself over the years and learned a lot about that. My children had problems with their health. So it's it's that deep curiosity about anything to do with health and wellness. And just getting and, and learning just getting, getting away from medicine. Which yeah. is which is such an easy I don't know, it's like putting duct tape on something, right? You know, oh, I've got a cough or I've got a an ache, I, I need to take an aspirin. When really it's it's probably the noise that's around us, right? That's it, yeah. Or the it could well be. Yeah. Or there's the stress within our body. Like they've discovered under these really powerful microscopes that stress actually has a shape in the blood. And there's a hormone that's released from the thymus gland that actually neutralizes that. So the more the quantum physicists are working, the the more they're discovering at that really micro level, I suppose. You, you keep you keep mentioning the, the quantum microphysicists. Are it's where? How can I word this? Because I'm naive to this, but where do they see things from that is different from a medical doctor? What, what, what are they looking? Gosh, at that, I'm, I, I'm not a. a a quantum physicist, but I, I guess they're scientists, so they are very inquiring with their scientific mind, and they how they know this stuff, I don't know, and whether it's through microscope or through theory and analysis. Um, I like to read about the research that they're doing, and then I take that research and you know use my imagination. I think it's it really is all about using your imagination and linking your imagination to your body and doing stuff with that. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm and glad you a lot of people are not. Sorry. No, I, I was just going to say I'm glad you mentioned the imagination because I'm huge on that. Yeah. I I, I, I tend to think of myself as a very creative person, and sometimes you're called immature. Because you're creative. But you get into something else. Another thing I've read a lot about, um, and, and listen, I, I don't want to give away too much of the book, so whatever my questions are, you, you, you kind of you, you go through them. But you get into creative visualization, which I think yeah. is, in essence, is imagination. Absolutely. It's just another word for it. And I think that... What's happened is that society has changed so much over the last 50 or 60 years that children are told not to daydream. They're told not to uh, look out the window and ponder things and go on those adventures within their minds. And I think that's really sad. Uh, I think that we need more imagination. We need more daydreaming. We need more adventures within those realms where everything's I couldn't possible. agree with you more. It, 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 I, I don't know if you, you heard it when we come in, but uh, Al and I always say, 
um, we talk to a lot of different people about a lot of different things, and, and our, our whole concept is, you know, some people write in diaries, some people, you know, take pictures, whatever they do, but the, their minds get closed from the outside world, and, and we always say, why we're here, why we're talking, let the adventure begin, let's, you know, let's let's learn things, let's, yeah. let's keep an open mind, Yeah. let's close our eyes once in a while. Yeah, and I... Exactly, exactly. And I, my life is an adventure every day, but it's not always from what I see outside. It, there's the inner adventure as well. It's what you, and, and, and it's, I'm a, I'll just tell you a little bit about myself. I mean, this is not important, but um, I, I, I'm a hockey coach. Uh, I don't know if you play hockey. Cool. Or not, but um, I deal with a lot of young, and listen, um, you never close any dream because mm. if you don't have a dream, right, there's no hope. It all, it all, it all kind of ties into each other. You, yeah. you, you have to think bigger. If we didn't think bigger, we never would have had automobiles or, 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 or spaceships or, or, you know, and sometimes it goes bad and we have, you know, nuclear weapons and stuff like that. But, we're never going to cure cancer or anything unless we close our eyes and, and, and we imagine yeah. that, that, that maybe, just maybe, it could happen. Yes. Yeah. And I think um, using your imagination should be compulsory. Um, it, it's, it's healing, right? It's the best it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's taking a vacation without spending any money. You know, we're, exactly. We're, we're not telling you to have exactly. bad thoughts. We're not telling you to have bad thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. But you know, imagine something. Again, I'm going to refer to last week and this week. We had a couple of paranormal people on. I'm very skeptical, um, but I close my eyes after the show. And I just kind of imagine, what what if, maybe, it's possible. And so, so you yeah. now bring this into, you bring this into well being, and and uh, and healing. Yeah, but it, go, it goes beyond your imagination, right? What what, what else does it partake? Again, without without giving Look. the secrets, but. I seriously think that the it, it's structured imagination, if that makes sense. So I have specific imagination journeys that I take people on and then they get an outcome. So it's still at the core of everything that I do is the imagination. And people say to me that they can't meditate and I say, well, Describe to me your your lounge room and they'll go, oh, it's got a sofa and it's this, that and the other. I said, well, how could you describe that to me when you're not in your lounge room? And they said, well, I remember it. And I said, well, that's your imagination as well. You can add in a big bunch of yellow sunflowers into that memory and you've just done creative visualisation. That's it. They're the two the memory and and so you're, you're, adding in, I call it spontaneous visualization or creative visualization. So you're, you're tying in. That's it. You're, you're you're tying in reality 
which is our memories. Yes. And then yes. saying yes. dare dare to dare to change it. Even even like yes. you said, sunflowers, uh, dare to think the sofa squeaks. Think about sitting on a sofa that doesn't squeak anymore. And, That's and it. Maybe you'll find a way to get it. Yeah. So that's it. That, that's basically what I do and that's what I teach people and um, amazing things happen. Now, you also talk you, about um, developing your psychic and uh, intuitive uh, skills. Is this through yeah. creative visualization? Yeah. Is this how you hone it? Yes, absolutely. That's how I do it. It's through visualization but also your body actually gives you signals when your intuition is on track or like, for example, I'll say something that might sound a little bit left of field and then my arms will just bing with goosebumps and I'll go, well, that's, it may sound like it's, but my intuition is saying that it is true because I get those goosebumps so that's my bodily signal so it's not just my imagination it's not just my mind it combines with what my body says as well and some people get that feeling in their gut of it can be a good feeling like you've it's going to be Christmas tomorrow and you're a child and you still believe in Santa and you can't imagine really what's going to happen in the morning. It's that kind of feeling. We still get that as an adult. It's just not about Santa, but we still have that anticipation. So you've got to listen to all the nuances of your body and that, you know, your intuition talking to you. Here's something I found fascinating, and, and I, I don't think that this just... What's that? Well, in the book, it, it, and I don't think it just uh, appeals to people that are real old. I love this. There's exercises in this book, folks, and we'll talk about more about it in a minute, but how to stay above the the amnesia line. That can happen. Yes. That can happen to us when we're very young, can it? It's not just something... Going below the amnesia line. Yeah. It's not just something that can happen to us when we're older, right? No, it can happen at any time. And what happens is that we we forget all of the resources we have to stay happy, to stay, you know, like we... And when we go below that line, and that line is, it's just an imaginary line. It's a different space on the, the curve for everybody. And, you know, when you go below the line, you might sit on the sofa and you just stare at the TV and you don't know what to do next. And you feel really, I don't know what it is that you usually do to get yourself out of your funk. And so what I like to do is write a list of all those things that I do when I'm above the line and then I just check my list and then I get back up above the line. And then I go, oh, now I know what to do. It's like those aha moments all start crowding in again. 
when you know what you can do to be happy and be creative and enjoy your journey. And this is, again, where the disease begins, right? Is losing, I don't know if it's faith or imagination or what it is, but this is where the disease begins, is that you somewhere you, you easy way to say it, I guess, get off the path. Yeah, yeah. you forget. That's exactly right. And, you know, you can, you can come back. Really, the path is to be happy and to have hope. How At much, the core of it is to have hope. How much did, and again, I know we were, you know, making fun at the beginning, but how much did it help to run away to the, to the country? How important is it for us to... Uh, to get outside, um, smell the roses. Okay. Not to use a cliche, but you know. Do you know what? I was in that first year or two when we came out here. I I brought my stress with me, and I worked in a very stressful job, and uh, I didn't have the balance of the country. Again, I had the thyroid cancer in 2000 and it came back in 2012. And you know what I did? I quit my job. I just spent time out in the garden. We, I went for walks by the river and I just grounded myself back and I did some techniques that are in my book. And do you know what? When I went back to the cancer clinic a year later, they said to me, we don't know what you've done in the last 12 months you have the best bloods in 13 years and that nodule has reduced by 50%. I took no medicine. I did all of this with my environment and my thoughts. So my inner environment and my outer environment, you know, seriously, I think if we weren't living in this environment out in the country, away from the hustle and bustle of the city and the stress, maybe, maybe I wouldn't be here. Maybe I wouldn't have coped with that pressure on my being. I don't know because I'm still here. I'm now really well. And I, I look at, okay, so Julie, how are you feeling? Okay, so you need to get out there and walk in nature, take some photographs of flowers and reconnect yourself. And I do that diligently. And um, that's not to say I don't experience the stress of life. And that's the you can't ignore you can't ignore responsibility, but it's the way you handle it. Yeah, I, I took, and, I, and I, I mean, not everyone yeah. not everyone can live in, in 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 the country, but you can certainly go for a little drive or a bike ride or a walk or a, and just appreciate the beauty wherever exactly. you are. Right? It's yeah, exactly. It's getting outside and being in connecting with nature. How does it, it, it's it's very. How what? Sorry. No, no. I, I was just going to add to this. So, how, how about diet? How does that fall into things? Does that help? Or yes, yeah. Look, I think diet is is just one element of living a healthy life. Um, I, I'm not an expert on diet. I'm not a nutritionist, but when I eat this 
lot of food over here, I feel a lot more vital and healthy than if I eat some of these foods over here. So I monitor how I feel on a day-to-day basis. And I look at, well, what did you eat in the last few days that's making you feel not as 100% as you want to? And so then I change back and I eat the foods that agree with me. And foods um, are individual. People can eat what agrees with them. It's not like one size fits all. We've talked about energy. Is is there energy in the food? I believe so. I believe there's energy in everything. Just curious, just another question. Even even furniture and and your home, I believe your home has energy. Um, Everything has energy and absolutely there's energy in all the the different foods it's just whatever vibration that it's vibrating at and whether there's a resonant match in you so some people could eat pizza hamburgers and it's not affecting their health at that time and then somebody else could have two bites of that hamburger or pizza and it puts them in bed for a week it's because the the energy affects different people on where your energy is personally as to how food will affect you. Kind of like, I mean, you're playing right into my hand, Julie. I love you so much. Um, pay it forward. Karma. You know, how you treat other people uh, and how you treat the environment, and how, you, how, how you treat everything is ultimately the payback. It's ultimately yeah. the jackpot you get, right? There, it certainly has an impact, yes. Okay. So, you know, I don't talk about karma as such, but what you put out into the universe, you know, it's going to come around. There, there's, It's a vibration, it's a rhythm, it's a... Producer Al and I, producer Al and I have a, a, a saying, and, and we we really try our best to live by it every day. But we say it takes as much product to build a wall as it does to build a bridge. You just need a blueprint. Yeah. You need a blueprint to, to, to build the bridge, and it's it's much more effective uh, for you and everyone around you to build bridges and yeah. not walls. Yeah, we, we say that all the time. But back to the book. Absolutely. I, I, I want to ask you the importance about something in the book again here too. Um, what I really yeah, noticed. Sure. What I really noticed, and and, and um, I, I appreciate why why you did this, is at the end of every chapter, you left the spot for notes. Can yeah. You, can you kind of enlighten yeah. us what the purpose was of that? Because it was actually. Kind of cool, I thought, but why did you do It was. My, daughter, my daughter's idea was for that. Um, I write in my books. I write notes. And so she suggested that we put the lines in the back of the chapters so that people could write their notes. And I, I've actually had people come up to me at festivals and show me their book filled with their notes 
um, people use this book as um, as their tool, as their their resource, and they take it around with them. They they carry it in their bags and their their. I've got men that are carrying this book around with them and they go, well, what would Julie say? So then they look the book up and they read an exercise and they go, ah, oh, that's what I need to do. And they write their thoughts in the books and it's it's the greatest thrill for me to see people have written in my book. I will tell and you, written I, their notes I obviously can't show you because you're in Australia, but I wrote notes. And, and it, 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 right, I'm really happy to hear that. But I find it, it it's immense. You know, I I got to be honest with you. I read a lot, and um, I, I think that reading, for one thing, is is another thing that uh, helps with creative visualization and stuff. As long as you're reading the right stuff. But yeah, like yep. taking a minute at the end of the chapter and going. You know, and, and I scribble. I don't even know if I can read my own handwriting. But you know, this is what I, this is what I got. Th- this was you know really cool. And and I I, I find this more, um, Julie, a great book. And and, and and you you tell stories um, as yeah. well, folks. Because a lot of times you you grab a how-to book, and it's like you know put bolt A into screw B. <laughs> Turn on the oven to 450, whatever, right? But you also incorporate yeah. some real good life stories and, and um, some great adventures. And um, I, I, I just find it more of a, I don't want to call it a journal because you wrote it, not me, but um, it, it, it's a workbook. Yes, yes. And you're right. It's something that you absolutely uh, can go back to. Yeah. And you don't need to write, read it from front to back. You can just pick it up and read a page wherever you open it. Follow the table of contents. That's yeah. You can. You're right. I got the book right in front of me here, but I'm I'm just like you can you you can follow the table of contents and go. Hey, this is what I'm experiencing right now. Um, let's see what happens. Yeah. And, and again, like any author, you're not saying it's the hundred percent right. But it's an option, and if you keep no, it up I... in mind, folks, it, 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 I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I'll be honest with you, um, I've gone back to it a few times. You know, That's it, really not, cool. Not every day I love I, that. Not every day I pick up a book and go back to it. So, um, I, unfortunately, Julie, we're running out of time. I would love to sit That's... here for another two hours and talk to you about Australia and all this other cool stuff, but... Where, where do we find you? Where do we get the book? I know I've got a few to send out. There's going to be a few lucky winners tonight uh, that are going to get this book. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Other so I, I've self-published this book, so I can print and publish in all the continents in the world. So if you go to my website, which is A R E com and it's pronounced Arakira, then you can purchase the book and wherever you are in the world, I get to send it by local postage 
And so that's how I've been able to keep the postage down. I and was when I found uh, out it was yeah. Australia, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this nice lady just sent me like three bucks. I did. The least I can do is read it. Just kidding. I, I read it. Trust me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, are you? Are, do you do any YouTube? Do you do any, or is it all just? Strictly- yes, I do have YouTube. So my YouTube channel is Julie Lewin, and I have a lot. I think there's over seventy videos on there. I have a website, julielewin.com, and I have a video page on there, plus there's videos on the landing page. Um, I have an Instagram account called Medical Intuitive Julie Lewin, and I post photos of my – I do my, – my form of therapy is I go out into nature and I take photos of small flowers. So I, I post say, those I thought up you were there the on Instagram. I, I, I was ready to sign Sorry? up on. I was ready to sign up on Instagram. I thought we were going to get to see the chickens. Ah, uh, <laughs> no, there's chickens on my Facebook page though. <laughs> on my medical intuitive Julie Lewin Facebook page, I think the first thing you see is the chickens. Um, Julie, I, I got to tell you. Uh, um, and what? Yeah, I think that's it. I'm on Twitter as Julie Lewin Heal. Yes, I, think I found that's you. What it is. I found you. I'm gonna. By the way, folks, I'm yeah. gonna post. I, I will post all these links uh, in the show notes, so you don't have to take notes. super. Thank you. Don't, you. you don't have to take notes. Yeah. Until you, until you get the book. Then, when you get the book, it's important. That's to take it. Notes. Take some notes. Yes. And you do you 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 do do consultations as well, right? If someone wanted to, I do. Yes, I do. I do them by Skype or FaceTime or by phone, and people call me from all around the world. Um, I was on that TV show, The Extraordinary, back in the nineteen nineties, and that is now on YouTube, and people are still finding me on that YouTube uh, TV show. And coming and working with me from all over the world. So, yeah, just go to julielewin.com and fill in the details and we can connect. Julie, I got to tell you, I, um, I do believe in energy. And uh, you are a beautiful spirit. And I have had so much fun tonight. Aww. You've been such a good sport. Thank because, you. You know, I of course, I love the book, but. We always like to learn so much about you, and hopefully we can chat again. That would be super. Yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed myself as well. It's awesome. been really fun. Awesome. Uh, now, I'm going to let you say it because I'm not doing too good with words tonight. The name of the, the, name of the book is... Arakira. Arakia Vibration, folks. Two copies I've yep. got to send you here. Um, but if not, I encourage you... Uh, to look up Julie, I mean, um, it's it's a different way of looking at things, and uh, I don't know what I do is I take everything and I put it into a big, almost like a molding putty. Like I take a little bit from you and a little bit from there, and you know, yeah. Sometimes it all works out in the end. Um, listen, good idea. I, I, I hope those thunderstorms pass you by safely. Me too. And, yes, uh, and it's, uh, we're looking forward to our colder weather. 
yeah, which yeah. you're just coming out of. Well, we've got some big storms coming in, but we're almost there, Julie. We're almost there. But uh, listen, well, uh, God bless you. Thank you so much um, for, for taking the thank time you. To, to share so much information with us. Um, and uh, again, we'll, we'll stay in touch. Thank you so much, and you have an awesome evening, and I will continue with my day. All right. You enjoy your day. Thank you. I will. Bye. Bye, Julie. Bye. There you go, Big Al. Wow. I, I, think I didn't think had... it can get any better than the last one. <laughs> Look, I, uh, I always think, how are we going to top the last show? I think we did this. <laughs> and, and, and then we get to meet people. And, and what a, just a happy, beautiful soul. Yeah. <coughs> I, guess, I guess that's because she lives out in the, in the wildest and she doesn't have to deal with all the, the rigmarole of city life. But what she tells you, Al, in the book, is you can close your eyes, use your imagination, and put yourself in a different place. It's where yeah. it's when you close your eyes. It's where you choose to put yourself. Be right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Wow. So, Al, before we go into what's coming up next week, I have two great books I'm holding up on Facebook Live here. And for those of you listening on the Hazy Radio Network, and for those of you downloading on Stitcher and iTunes and all those wonderful places. We, we love you all. And because we love you so much, I do have two copies of Ghosts and Legends of the Merrimack Valley, which the Queen of the Paranormal will autograph. And I also had sent to me an extra two copies of Arikra, which, Arikra Vibration, which is... Again, my wife picked it up, and she's like, I don't know if I'm going to like... I started reading through it, and I'm like... Because I often give my wife the book, right? And I go, check these books out for me. I'm like, there's so many books. And she's like, I don't think I'm going to... She goes, you know, this one looks good. Of course, the ghost one always looks most interesting, right? I'm watching her, and she's looking through this Arikra thing. And she's reading, and she's reading, and she's reading. You know, it's, it's good stuff, folks. You can never feed too much positive uh, into your mind and into your soul and into your body. And that's what we try to do here tonight, uh, here at Life Tonight with DK and good buddy, Professor L. Did you have fun? A little of bit course. Of, of course. I mean, I love the communications that we had between the uh, Queen of the Paranormal and Julie. I mean, wow. It's just... And again, we're running overtime, and I apologize, folks. Um, but sometimes you talk to people, and, 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 and this, this was the whole idea when you and I decided this, is we're going to talk to anybody and everybody. And here we are talking to, you know, this, this healing lady about flipping chickens. And by the way, folks, Al was the one who swore at the beginning of the show. It was not me. Yes, it was me. I have to pay money into the swear box. In, in, into the swear jar. That, that's yes. You know what? Maybe we'll save money and we'll go to uh, 
Australia? Australia. <laughs> I'd really like to go on these tours and not... I, I gotta say, and I know we're taking side notes. It's the end of the, the show and stuff. But did we always read the story of the witches, and we always pagan uh, doing spells, uh, cooking over their cauldron. Who would have thought they ate bad barley? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of funny. I never thought of that either. You know, you're thinking, oh, okay. You know, they cast a spell, but basically, most witches are more. Um, Herbalists and, and stuff and, like and that, usually, all about they're, nature. They're usually white, uh, not that I'm right. putting color. Right. Well, 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 no, it's not a color. It, there, there's white witches, there's black witches, and there's gray witches. White witches are pure, and gray witches use both black and white. And, well, of course, black witches are. We all know that. You know, the ones that, oh, I'm going to put a spell on you. Ah, you know. Yeah, with the pointy hat. The ones that show up on Halloween with the big nose and the funny hat. Riding yeah, a broom. That's... Did, I ever tell you the time I, did I ever tell you the time I tried to ride a broom? I'm not going to tell you that right now. <laughs> hey, that's almost as bad as me doing that, too. Yeah, I did that, too. When when I was a kid, I was like, oh, let me see. Oh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> let me stand way up here and, and jump. I, I, I just know this broom. I just no. know this broom is going to fly, and it's going to hit you in a very uncomfortable place. Yeah. 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 Not something I, I want to uh, create or visualize. I did something that like that uh, where someone said, oh, get a, gar- get a garbage bag and, like, jump out a three-story uh, three, uh, three uh, three window. I did that. <laughs> Man, it... Uh. I think that's the it reason you and I hurt so much these days. Yeah, we did some wild stuff when we were younger. Because when, when, when we were younger, we just, we just got up on our feet. Well, what, what it is is when we're younger, we don't have any fear. We're like, oh, you know, we could do this. We can overcome this. And All right, Al, I'm going to spin it over to you right now um, of who's coming up next week. And then I think you and I are going to talk about it for about two more minutes. But... Uh, just to get people a little warmed up. Here's what's coming up next week. Al, take it away. Here's what we have scheduled for next week. It's Aaron Walker, the author of View from the Top. Businessman and life coach Aaron Walker has inspired many through his leadership, mentorship, and consistent pursuit of excellence. He enjoys helping others and believing experience is a great teacher. 36 years of entrepreneurship and marriage have given... Aaron, a wealth of experiences. Aaron continues to reach new heights and broaden his perspective of the terrain by examining his experiences and growing with them. Being average is just as close to the bottom as it is to the top. Now lean in and let the adventure begin. I can't wait. Oh, me neither, man. I, this is like, it's like opening a, uh, a Christmas present on Christmas Day because this is going to be an amazing show with this amazing man. And, and let's be completely honest with this. Um, 99% of the time, uh, and Aaron is going to give away books, folks. Don't worry. We're, we're, we're going to have some giveaways. But 99% of the time, Al, we wait for the books to come to us. And they're either e-books and I share them with you or whatever happens, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Both you and I bought 
this book. Oh, yeah. It, it was a pre-sale, and I was like, oh, I have to have this book. I, I was like, I want this book. You know, and Aaron Walker does fantastic stuff on Facebook Live. That's what really got to me, the, the, the videos that he shares uh, when he's on Facebook Live. It's amazing. And and we'll talk about this more next week, but uh, he was probably the cog in the wheel, as we might say, that taught me that just keep giving and good things will come your way. I'm so excited. I mean, and, and, and then all these other things we've heard uh, over the past several weeks, I, I really want to challenge him on it because he's he's a real grounded he 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 is real. He to me he tells it how it is. He's a mean what you say type of guy. Say and say what you mean. Mean what you say and say what you mean type of guy. He'll tell you. And and, and here and he's there to help you. Here, folks, is how big a show we think this is going to be. He's the only guest next week. Yes. Yes. So we are going to talk to Aaron Walker for 90 minutes. Oh, yes. And, uh... I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm counting the days. I, look, I... Look, I, I... I pray daily. I don't know what people do. I don't know. Creative visualization. They pray. Whatever they do. But a, a guy like this um, will put you on a positive track. And, um... Oh, yes. And, uh... He's, uh, I could swear right now because, you know, in the other show I swear, but he's a no BS. Mm-hmm. He tells it how it is. He tells if he, You may not like how he says it, but he, he tells you how it is. And you know what? He'd be right. So He'd get right. ready, uh, boys and girls. Uh, tell your friends. Um, tell your family. Your family, everybody, uh, anyone, your enemies. I mean, uh, it'll, it'll help the world. Um, We've been ramping up to this, and, and trust me, uh, Al and I have some some big guests coming on in in the following weeks as well. Uh, but we're just the two of us are kind of super pumped about this. Only oh, super because, psyched, super only, psyched. Only, only, I'm like only because we want to share, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Sharing is caring. Believe it or not, that's a saying, but it's true. It is so true. I, I, look, I couldn't agree with you more. I, um, I'm telling you, when I watch his videos, folks, sometimes I'm so down in the dumps. And, and, and I'm taking into consideration things that Julie says and, 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 and uh, C.C. Carroll says and uh, Queen of the Paranormal, whatever. They all kind of say the same thing, though. Sometimes you got to gather your thoughts. And we're trying to surround you with a bunch of really positive people on this show. Um, we can exactly. still have fun. Exactly. And you're, you're going to find that out with with Aaron. It's a one thing. And, and he always says this, I encourage you. That's That's his one big line. But I, I often thought, I thought, you know, my other, my other show, which you listen to, Al, but it's kind of mm-hmm. selfish, right? Uh, we make no, it's, it, well, maybe it's a selfish pleasure, but, you could say. But laughter is is part of the ultimate medicine, I think. Yes, laughter is great. You it's know, awesome. they always said, you know, 
Laughter can cure a lot of th- stuff. So I think it does. I think it gets but, us through. I know I've had some some bad luck past couple weeks. You have. Oh, oh yeah. Right. We, we but can... you know what? Aaron Walker kept me on the straight and narrow. Watching him on the video, that right there, I mean, so inspirational. He actually had an, uh, a story about his uh, mom and dad, how his dad proposed to her. Yeah, and you're... you're that you're, was... That yeah. got me... Al, so Al, Al. They got to tune in next week. Okay, yeah. Let's, if, let me just... Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> if, if, they don't know our, if they don't know what we've learned already... Uh, they're going to find out next week. Aaron Walker exactly. on the show next week. And, of course, your two favorite dudes on the radio with the prettiest faces for radio. DK. Yes, definitely. And Professor L. Well, they're not the professor, producer. Yes. I'm just stuff. the pro, Al. <laughs> You're doing a great job, brother. And, um, like, my God, people, I, I, I don't know how else to explain this show to you. Um I don't know if our questions are good or the stories are good. We think they are. But it's all one big adventure. And trust us, not just next week, we've got some uh, some good adventures coming your way. So, live from our studios in Yonkers, New York, in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Heard live every Sunday night right here on the Hazy Radio Network. Simulcasting on DoubleKRadio.com and CaveCrewRadio.com. You can get the podcast over on uh, um, iTunes or Stitcher. We also are on the podcast radio network at midnight for you late night folks on Tuesdays. And uh, we appreciate all of you. And, you know, feel free to email us, please, at contests. That's C-O-N. T-E-S-T-S, contest, D-K, gmail, at gmail.com. And we've got giveaways every week. There's people winning stuff, so we'll see you next week. It's Aaron Walker. It's going to be a party. We're going to have some fun. And we're going to loot... Be doing a lot of good things. It's gonna, it's gonna change your life, ladies and gentlemen. Those walls are gonna go down. Those bridges are gonna go up, and we're gonna, we're gonna get a blueprint going. I, I think we're on the right track here, Al. I really do. Uh, I think so too, man. I think so. My wife says we don't get paid enough, but it's okay. To me, giving knowledge to other people is payment enough for me. All right, kids. Next week, we'll see you. Tell a friend. You've been listening to Live Tonight with DK. Thanks for listening. 